When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. All right, so you hear the opening, you might be saying, wait a minute, why is it the Dairy Brothers Tribecast and Cleveland Indians that's gone? Well, this is the final edition for name only. Of this uh, podcast, Matt and Todd with you, brought to you by WaitingForNextYear.com that houses this very podcast, Emergency Lockout Edition. We're back on December the 2nd, uh, also brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com. Todd, uh, here we are. We've turned the page to December. The Guardians have done nothing. Um, and uh, now... now ba- didn't, they just, didn't they just sign... Uh... Some reliever I've never heard of to a minor league contract yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, doesn't that count? I, I uh, Sandy Leone, your thoughts? Oh my God, please! I thought I'd never have to watch him again, and now he could be potentially the backup catcher. <sighs> well, according to uh, Zach Meisel, our good buddy, uh, he's more of roster filler than anything else. But I don't know what to believe anymore. You and I were at the team shop over Thanksgiving on that Black Friday. It was a sparse crowd. I don't know if I've ever seen a time talking Cleveland baseball where there's been this much apathy, anger, and it's it's not a good scene right now. I, I you know I, we're, we we need new names for the show. We'll get into that. We'll talk about all sorts of different things here in the in the next half hour or so. But the apathy's there, man. It's it's and now the sports the sports dead for a few months. It's stupid. Yeah, I don't know how much you want to go into the lockout situation. I, but I agree. And the problem is with this lockout, it's really not that big of a deal if you think about it other than for the players who are free agents because it really just gives them more of a deadline to actually get something done. You know, I mean, really, they don't need to get back together if you think about it. They really just need to wrap this garbage up by about, you know, early to mid-February, maybe even late February, so they can, you know, have everyone report to spring training, whether that be in Arizona or Florida. Um, you know, it's it's obviously, it's, it's very interesting because during this free agent frenzy that you saw in the last, you know, week to 10 days, it was like the desperate teams went and threw all of their money out as quickly as possible and the big agents like Scott Boris wanted to make sure he could get as many of his big guys signed as possible because there's going to be changes looming to the system. What is also interesting is, yes, I know the Mets were one of the teams that ended up spending big, but the Yankees did nothing. The Dodgers did nothing. The Giants did nothing. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? Um, the Angels, I, I believe, did nothing. The Cubs gave... Marcus Stroman, a ridiculous contract, which I 
do not understand. No, but but for the most part, the the the, the big market teams didn't do anything, and I found that very interesting. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I well, just, I mean, like when, the Angels gave Rysel Iglesias a lot of money. I mean, oh, that, that was but he tough. was one of their own players, right? right? He was a which, by the way, that contract four for fifty six for a guy who was awful two years ago and happened to be okay again last year. That contract will be a terrible contract after one year. I will call that one now. No, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean, giving relievers that kind of money is just outrageous. Um, you know, but I, I, I you know, you, you you talked you touched on something very very important, and that is, well, you know, they'll get back together in February. All right. So for the month of December and the month of January, there's the, the sport is shut down. The beauty of the game is that there is a hot stove. There are winter meetings. There's talk about your team while the snow's falling in, in cold cold weather cities, and you're and you're getting excited. You're excited about a player that signs or a trade that might be made or even a discussion about who's going to bat in this spot in the lineup. That's gone. It's all gone, and it's gone because I'm I, I'm I'm just flabbergasted at the leadership at the top, led by Rob Manfred, who's who's a joke. And his little letter to the fans about, well, the players are blocking us. No, Rob, you run, you run the, you're an owner's stooge. You're the stooge for the owners. They just spent all this money and then are throwing their hands up in the air, going, "Well, I know we spent 1.7 billion over the week, but uh, we we need change in this sport." <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just there's so many things that make absolutely no sense. Not saying that the players, you know are not wrong in their dug-in ways where they refuse to even negotiate because they do. They're refusing to even get to the table and see any of the changes that the owners are trying to make, but it's just bad for the game, you know? I mean, you're, you're right. It is bad for the game, and, you know, bringing it back locally here, it's bad for the Guardians because even let, let's say hypothetically they're, they're waiting to see where this situation takes them before they make that extension offer to Jose Ramirez or or whatever it might be. Also, nobody is going to be talking about anything that they've done, like you said, because nothing, there's a freeze on signings. Not that they were going to sign anybody, but even trades. I mean, the, the major any major move was always going to be a trade here. So, uh, there, there will be none of that. And for a, a team that you know, now that, now that and, and again, these should all be separate conversations, but the Cavs are a young team that is playing really well. On the rise. The, oh, yeah. Uh, on the rise. And people are, around here are starting to talk about it more. And there's only a limited amount of money you have, you know, that everyone has to spend on their entertainment. And when the Cavs are on the rise and got some nice up-and-coming stars in a league that is catered to younger people and younger people want to go to that game and, and, and see Evan Mobley or whatever it might be, that's just more th- more money and more attention that's going to be taken away from the Guardians who have a hard time getting out of their own way in terms of PR to begin with. And I, listen, it, you know, God bless them. The, you know how I feel about the owner of the, the Cavaliers. Uh, but you know what? The, for the team to be doing great, that's wonderful. But that is, that's, uh, that's great for the city, especially during the winter, going downtown for the restaurants and, and all that stuff. But this is going to leave the Indian, the, the Guardians. That's my first one, by the way. Nice slip up. Oh yeah, there you go. 
this is going to leave them in the dust a distant third this is anything that this is just not going to help them in any sort of way no they have it they're in the middle of a rebrand and they've completely botched it from tip to to you know from from the beginning to end they have completely botched the entire situation they have they have there's no excuse and and for anybody and i hope and if there's anybody in the in the front office or anybody with the organization that's tuning in to listen to this you don't have two bigger fans than these two guys that you're listening to right now that are talking you don't okay i'll put todd Derry up against anybody and there's five thousand games that he takes his, his 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 family to um, myself included, the amount of summer nights, you know, sitting there scrolling through my phone and the MLB app, GameCast, uh, uh, watching games on my phone, sneaking Tom Hamilton on my AirPods. You people are clueless on what you're doing right now in that it, it, over there at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. It's an embarrassment. It is. Let's not sugarcoat this, Todd. They changed the name. They came out with the logo. The, the, the flipping sign fell down and crashed. The sign by, uh, right on the corner there is off center. Like, what is going on? And you they don't, left it there. You don't sign <laughs> anybody. You, you sign no free agents. Nobody's talking. The owner has not spoken in, in years, it seems like, publicly about what the plan is. People don't like the name. You, you're, not, you're not promoting it. How is Jose Ramirez, Fran Mil Reyes, Shane Bieber, guys like that, how are they not at the team shop on the first day that the team shop is there to greet the fans? And that's a, something. You're so right. Something. Do something. Get off your asses. If someone is in PR, do you have a PR department? Do you have a, do you have a marketing staff? What are you guys doing? We were in the store. Don't give me this bullshit about, well, it was a tough. Cr-. No. Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Todd was there. I was there. Our kids were there. All right? We were all in the team shop. The place was empty. There was no one there. That's embarrassing because you didn't bring people down. You didn't say, hey, we're going to give out a bunch of stuff. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Come on down. Slider will be here. We got this. We got that. Like, woo us. We need to be wooed because you're losing us. You're losing us. Not me. You're not losing me and Todd, but you're losing a lot of fans. The fans are pissed. Look at the the comments on Facebook and Twitter anytime anybody says something about the Guardians. The who? What's their name? I won't support them. I want to wear Chief Wow again. People are angry, and you guys are doing nothing. You're doing nothing. You're, you're, you are so right. It was layup city to have, hey, let's get Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez here for the grand opening of the store, have them outside, or have them right inside, shaking hands, signing autographs. How fucking hard would that have been? I mean, come Not, on. And if they if you, they need to be masked, if they need to be masked for for so COVID, so fine. Right. Tell tell all of us to put masks on. We would have done it. Do something. It was it, it, it was. I we were in that store that Friday, Todd, at three in the afternoon or two in the afternoon on Black Friday. It was dead in there. It was it was depressing. Now I was excited to see the new stuff. I got a hoodie. I got a T-shirt. I bought some stuff, but my gosh, the vibe in there was dead. Dead. That's Black Friday. That's a big day, big shopping day. Yeah, it's it's their their marketing department from and and marketing efforts have been bad from the beginning. And 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 this goes all the way up. I'm not going to say this person's name, but you and I, you not me. 
you reached out last year pretty high up and asked if we could get a player. Don't do, don't do this. Podcast. Don't do this. On, you're going to do this on the air. Okay. You know what? Fuck them. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say who it was. We didn't ask for Jose Ramirez or Shane Bieber. We asked for Ernie Clement or Cal Quantrill or Austin Hedges. And in the email, you had said to this person, it'll be all positive. We just want to talk about, you know, good stuff, basically. And we were rejected. Promote your team. I know. We, we have a nice following here. We, we love a, we love the we, team. We are, for the most part, we love the team. positive. We, I'm, we, we are paying customers with a nice following that is supporting and helping you promote your team. And you won't give us a player because why? They were a 500 team out of the playoff race, I believe, when we asked. And we didn't, and again, it's not like we asked for Jose Ramirez. It's not like we asked for Shane Bieber. We asked for Ernie Clement or Austin Hedges or someone of that, you know, someone down the yeah. roster. Yeah, and no. it would have been a fun thing, yeah. and it would have been we could have gone a little bit viral in the local market, and it would have been great. We went through the proper channels. We didn't to 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 just flat out say nope, sorry, they're busy, or however it was is weak. Go back to uh, and, and let me say this: I'm a season ticket holder and have been. We our family has been season ticket holders, I think, since like 1982 or something, whatever it might be. When we saw those boxes oh boy. for social media, quote unquote, influencers for the Guardians go out to people who have probably haven't watched one inning of one game and they get a box with their personalized name and hat and shirt. And yeah, that's great. And, and, and Craig Lindell, who uh, is, our, you know, has owned, owned WFNY is now passed on to our man, Joe. But Craig Lindell sent an email to his to his ticket season ticket rep he's also a paying customer asking essentially how come these people are out there getting this stuff and the season ticket holders have not fair question and which was a very fair question and obviously the season ticket holder guy didn't know but somebody pretty high up in the indians uh, uh organization reached out to craig and essentially told him yeah, um, you know, we would like to do more, but you know, we did the you know, supply chain, we could only come up with these 30 boxes and we're going to do something for the for the uh, season ticket holders at some point, but you know, we don't know what that is. How are you not you you've known the name has changed is changing for what? 18 months? Yeah. And when the rollout happens, nothing, nothing Nothing. It's an embarrassment. The rollout, the rollout with the, the rollout with the Tom Hanks video actually was pretty cool. That I like. That was awesome. I agree. We so, both praised it on this show. Yeah. But what are you doing to to capture the fans other than put out a video? Nothing. Nope. And that video was great at, on that day. And then what happened? Right. Well, that's right. They're, Crickets. They're lathering up Chris Rose. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who isn't a paying customer? Doesn't live here. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he's a big tribe fan. We know him, but whatever. I mean, it's embarrassing and it, it, it's sad. And 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 I live in Michigan, and I'm surrounded by Tigers fans. And I'm not saying that the Guardians. I'm starting to dislike the name, by the way. But um, but that's not either neither here nor there. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but it's hard for me. Um, but the Guardians. I'm not expecting them to sign Javier Baez or Eduardo Rodriguez or whatever, but like do something, do something. 
Well, we're gonna we're gonna wait it out and maybe get Conforto. Oh, God, do something. You got two two corner outfield spots sitting there as wastelands. Go get somebody. Do something. How cool would it have been to have signed somebody last night at eleven fifty three, six minutes before the deadline? That way, you could have been the talk of of baseball for a little bit. Do something. Nope. But where he, no. no, of course not. But we have the same conversation on this pod every offseason, which is maybe they'll surprise us and do something. And guess what? They never do. They're going to wait for another Eddie Rosario type situation where someone's going to, like you said, like the price is going to fall and someone will get, you know, a one year deal for whatever money well, and that's, hopefully that's, it'll work out. That's not like acceptable. That's that, not acceptable because I, this team is I, com- I this team is competitive. Their starting rotation is excellent. They've got a good front office. They are known throughout baseball to have ac- excellent baseball leadership with Chris, with Chernoff, and with uh, Tito. And you're wasting it. You're wasting it. Be, it'd be, the if they, if they want to blow this thing up and start over, let us know. But they don't tell us anything. They're like this Kremlin. They're turning up. into the Kremlin here. This but is ridiculous. They're not anything up. They still have a rotation, one right. five, that is still the best. In, it's the best in the division. It's one of the best in the American League. It's right. the best in baseball still. <laughs> so it's not like, okay, let, let's let's. Max Scherzer signs a contract this week for $43 million and annual uh, average annual value of $43 million. And the tweets are everywhere. Max Scherzer is making more than three MLB teams. When we are put in the same sentence with the laughing stock of baseball, Amen. Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles who are purposely trying to lose. Correct. When we have actual talent, it's an embarrassment. It's a, it's shameful. And Listen, it comes back to this again, and you and I have defended the Dolan ownership for a long time, and he's a one Paul Dolan is a wonderful human being, but without that John Sherman minority uh, ownership money and still out there looking for minority ownership, it's going to most likely be, unless MLB comes up with some sort of mandatory floor, it's going to be more of the same, I, I think, until he either sells or finds uh, a cash infusion. Now, what, here's another thing. I saw this on Twitter today, and it aggravates the fuck out of me. I'm going to read this quote from whoever at Sully Baseball is. Meet Cleveland Guardians owner Paul Dolan. His team is the longest World Series drought. The team has great pitching and a lousy lineup. Their salary is less than Scherzer's. Their payroll is less than Scherzer's salary. But he's one of the four wealthiest owners in the game. He can afford to compete. He chooses not to. Okay. For the 950th time, just because his cousins are rich doesn't mean he is. Correct. You and I have a wealthy first cousin. Does that mean you and I are wealthy? Right. Nope. You and I run (laughs) 800 side hustles to make extra money all the time. But our cousin's wealthy, so therefore we are too, according to – the the stupidity that I see on a daily basis about, well, the Dolans are billionaires. No, they're not. And it's not defending the fact that they are th- – their main source of – he's a lo- – Paul, Paul Dolan's a lawyer and owns the Indians, okay? He's not is Dan there, Gilbert or Jimmy Haslam. Is there a lawyer in the dollars. house? So, so can we please stop with that? Now, with that said, if you're an owner of a Major League Baseball team, and we said this 150 times on this podcast too – it should be a toy. It shouldn't be your main source of revenue. And if it is, and you and, and you're in a small market, 
then sell and get out. Look at look at Steve Cohen. They got a, they're going to be their payroll. Well, he's in. I don't. I don't. Want, I wouldn't want. Eduardo I wouldn't want him. It either. has to be. Listen. It has to be said. He signed Eduardo Escobar, Max Scherzer. Uh, um, last year, the redacted ex shortstop. Who am I forgetting? There are two others free agents. They the uh, the outfielder from uh, the A's, Starling Marte. Marcana. Right? And Marcana. Yep. Okay. They signed all these guys. Their payroll is two hundred million dollars more. The right payroll. and yes, not that means dollars, that means right, and that means the sport is broken. And I'm not a Steve Cohen fan. I think he's a bit of a slap, but um, still, there's you know the, the the owners are saying that the players are screwing up the way to make this more competitive and more balanced. To be honest, the competitive balance is actually pretty good because, quite honestly, here's a team that's been competing for the last few years in our team, and they don't spend any money. So don't give me this stuff about. Uh, well, the small market teams are just hurting so bad, and we we need this and we need that. No, like you said, the Orioles now are shopping. Cedric Mullins, are you out of your mind? They, they should. They should. I, just, I don't believe that. They should. Um, if that's true, they they should just eliminate Baltimore. Seriously, it just just contract them. But you know the Dolan thing. If Paul would just be a little bit more transparent, if he would tell his paying customers and his fan base, which by the way is dwindling. What's going on? What's the plan? Here's where we're taking this thing. Don't need to, you know, whether it's my Zach or Terry Pluto or whomever's writing it. We're hearing that the payroll will be higher. Whomever, whoever, you know, Castrovin sometimes seems to have his um, ear to the grind, ear to the ground on this. But the bottom line is, tell us what's going on because we have no idea. And you're losing fans. You are. Like I said, Black Friday at the team shop. In the middle of the afternoon, we were there, and there were not a lot of people there. It was sad. That's sad. And, and you know, I don't, I don't like that we're on here and it's all negative. But like, what positives is, do we have to talk about right, right now? Right. There is not. There are none. I mean, how hard would it? I love my hoodie. I love you know my. Uh, I love my hoodie. My hoodie looks good. It's, it's wonderful. I'm yeah. glad that that's our that's our positive. It's comfortable. <laughs> I enjoyed wearing it the other day. Wouldn't it be nice if they would have just said, you know what, Jose Ramirez, name your price. Indian for life, or Indian, twice. Guardian for life. We know you love it here. Be the face of our franchise. Go into the Hall of Fame. And let's do this, man. We owe you. We fucked you the last time. Well, your agent did. But let's, let's make it right. Let's make you a guardian for life. And... Uh, how hard would that have been? I mean, what, what what are they doing? Like, what are they doing? With I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But I don't know what they're doing with any. I don't know what they're doing with anything. Here, you know, you know. What People are like, doing? oh, the TV contracts up. What are they doing with that? Like, what, we don't know what they're doing you with know, anything. The most publicity that uh, this organization has gotten this week is Howard Stern talking about. Mark Chernoff, Mike Chernoff's dad, and then uh, uh, and then saying, "Oh, I heard it. I heard his son is a real big deal in baseball." That's about the most publicity this this franchise has gotten this week. <laughs> Sad but true. Dairy Brothers Tribecast. It's a uh, emergency lockout edition on a what's today Thursday, December the second. Uh, there will be no signings. There will be no trades. Uh, there can be minor league movement, which is exciting. All right, time to get to the nitty-gritty here. It is time to rename the show. What do you want to do here? Because we've been bandying some things about you and I, the executive producer, Jeremy, uh, executive producer, Jeremy's wife, 
we've had lots had, of inputs. We've had lots of wives. P1 shot. listener, John McCormick, I believe. J-Mac, Andrew Raffel. I mean, the list goes on and on. Shout out to a Baintree Wealth and uh, BFFs with Ed Slot. But there's been so many things that we've tried to come up with. Uh, let's go over this. Number one. Just calling it the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast just sounds like a mouth. It sounds like a mouthful. It sounds like a bit of a word salad. Do you agree with that? It's that that's not happening. Okay, so that's out. That's out. Um, I I like I like Ten Cent Beer Night. Anything? I was not on board. I was not on board only because that happened. What year was that? 1974? Yeah. Or something? I think I was, I, think I was born I was in one. 1976. Right. And yeah. I was born in 1976. Not, most people that are listening to podcasts are not. I was born. Black. Sorry. <laughs> I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. Um, so I think that was out. The next one that you, that you came up with, which I really liked, but we have been shot down by the majority of the people that we've talked to is the 19 foot wall. Correct. I'm a fan of the 19-foot wall. So am I. I still am a fan. But too many people don't get the reference because the 19... I mean, Tom Ambleton talks about it before every broadcast, every home broadcast. I bet he mentions it. He does. Twice a game, every game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I I still think the 19-foot wall is good. Uh, What else do we have? uh, What about minority ownership? Yeah, that was that was my suggestion. Minority ownership, but the word minority, I don't know. Podcast. It's just you know, I don't know. People, people, especially right now in this world we're in, using the word minority, I just, I don't know. But I mean, I think it's funny. What what about Pod Save the Dolans? <laughs> uh, that was good. So, what about the sell I, the I sell the team the sell the team podcast? I mean, we could do that. I'm sure that's uh, you know you're you're the guy that always looks up whether or not that's available. I just I just want to I, 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 here hit us up at either at Dairy Speaks or at TD Guardians KU and give us some suggestions on we're, Twitter. We're yeah, not, please on Twitter. We're we're all ears. Give us some we are suggestions. all ears. We would love to hear it. Uh, by the next time we have the the, uh, the next pod, we will have a new name. We just got to come up with it. Uh, we we've. Again, there's some other things that have been thrown out there that we're that uh, I don't think we're going to list here, but we need some sh- suggestions. So please help us out. Yeah, help no. some brothers out. All right? Exactly. Go on Twitter. Uh, what is your handle? I, I don't. I, you've changed at it. TD Guard at TD Guardians Ku. Isn't there a number one in there or no? Nope. Okay, and then at Dairy D E R Y speaks. Uh, you know, cousin Matt, if you're listening, I know you are. Uh, you, you're a creative guy. Give us something. Yeah, cousin Matt will hit us up with some ideas. Ags? Why not? We, Where's Ags? I, I had a conversation with Ags about it. I can't remember. What did he say? I don't know. I was watching him. Uh, his his youngest son freak out over the Ohio State loss, and he said, "Jim Harbaugh is an ass." And I nearly pissed <laughs> Wait, myself. Wait, the kid? So the kid said that. <laughs> The He's, great Owen Silver. So how how old is how, how old is that kid to say that? That's. Uh, oh, I don't know, but it was funny. <laughs> I, I don't know his exact age. Well, is he like twelve or is he six? No, he's older than six. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I think he's like eight. 
But it was funny. That is funny. My man was my man was not happy with that uh, Buckeye performance. They got they got they got they they got who was happy with that game. The executive producer Jeremy. They got shout out to him. They got whooped. And I I I haven't seen him this happy in uh, since 1997. (laughs) Yeah. So so God bless you, executive producer, and all you Michigan fans out there. Because there I know I know everybody's an Ohio State fan, but there's some Michigan fans I know that listen to this podcast. Sure. Especially the ones that are here local and have to put up with all the crap every single year. You know what? Enjoy. They were due. They were due. yeah, take a victory lap. I said on the fan when I filled in Friday morning that I thought this is a different looking Michigan team. So, um, all right. So when this um, final thing, when this lockout ends, who are the Guardians signing or trading for? Just throw a name out. Um, throw a name out. Okay. Who will be in left field or right field? They're going to trade. I think. You think it's going to be an outfielder? I think they're going to trade for an outfielder. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you who. I'll tell you who it's going to be. And and this is going to be a nothing free agent signing. And this is what they're going to do. Well, I do think that there's going to be some sort of trade. Yeah. Uh, you know, they want young and controllable, but I think the, they're going to sign a big name veteran to a low, low contract for one year, and that man is going to be. Andrew McCutcheon. Ugh, gross. Um, that just seems like a a a a one year deal for Andrew McCutcheon. Just seems like that 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 that's what I think is going to happen. That'll be that'll be that. You can go with yours, and then I will look for some. Then then, then I'll come back. With well, you. I I you know you're seeing already that the Cubs are turning into the. Uh, Guardians, Tribe West, Central, yeah. you know, with right. uh, all the people that they're bringing in that are, you know, Jan Gomes, among others, Carter Hawkins, of course, uh, is their GM, and he was the assistant GM with us. But uh, I, I could see a trade for Ian Happ. I'd love a package deal of Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ. Uh, I've seen that floated about Willie. Contreras, Willie is a dick, but you know what? He is I a. I can't stand him, but if he was on our team, boy, he would bring some kind of edge to that to that clubhouse. And he is a damn good catcher. But again, I don't, I don't, you know. Oh, you want him to come out to the mound eight hundred and fifty times a game? <laughs> He's such a jerk. I, I can't. I, He's I, such I, a I jerk. He's such a jerk. But he I, he I can play. But he. He's a stud, though. He's, he's I, a great hitter. He's, like, I just, I, and he's good behind the plate too. He's good behind the plate too. Well, at least at least there we're not the uh, pirates who n- nobody loves tr- uh, Cleveland baseball scraps quite like that franchise. How about the fact that Roberto Perez got five million dollars? I mean, he he and his agent must have been like someone's someone's giving us five million five million dollars offer quick sign that contract before they change their mind it's the same thing with carlos santana a year ago when he got the two-year deal it was well how much did he get did he get 14 million dollars a year for two years isn't that what no 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 it was was uh, 14 for one it was two at 17 or two at 17 he also probably couldn't believe that someone would give him 17 million dollars and he was probably thrilled so he took it (laughs) So I just five million dollars. Have they not been watching Roberto Perez swing the bat for the last two years, or the fact uh, that he can't stay uh, healthy? I got another one for you. Okay, Garrett Cooper from from who? Is he on Miami? Yes. That sounds like an NL only leagues. Uh, 
situation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of your guys. He's from 30. Team D's. He's 30. He's is always hurt, but when he's <laughs> Yeah, but when he's <laughs> but when he's when he's healthy, he's not horrible, but don't couldn't you but see a trade for just, Isn't Garrett Cooper essentially just uh Harold Ramirez? No, he's better than Harold. Version? He's better than <laughs> He's better than Harold <laughs> Ramirez. Oh, Harold Ramirez signed with the Cubs too. That's the right. Other guy that Carter Hawkins, uh, you know, took. Correct. Oh, God, got thirteen million for two years. Stunned on that one. Good for him. You know what? I love that man. I do. He was awesome here, but his at bat in Game Seven after Coco singled <laughs> after Rajay's homer. And we're back on that again. Down two, down two zero, and then he swung at ball three, ball four, and ball five. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Oh man, Garrett Cooper in right field. Get ready. I nearly that call. Happens. I nearly called the Alex Dickerson one. Nearly. Yeah. Like you know said. the guy I really wanted, honestly. And if you would have asked me this two days ago, my answer would have been Hunter Renfro. But the Red Sox just traded him. What was that? Uh, I get home last night and I see Hunter Renfro for JBJ. It's like. The brew, the Red Sox, one of those prospects that badly that they took they back the corpse, the, co- the corpse of yeah. Jackie Bradley Jr., who's been done for years at the plate, still still can run around the outfield. But Hunter Renfro would have been perfect. That well, that would have been the guy. Cannon for an arm, put him in right field, hit him, you know, fifth. It wouldn't have been so bad. Coco didn't like that. Did you hear that growl she just gave? Uh, yeah. She was she, she, oh, oh and a bark. All right, so this is the final installment, uh, at least name only, of the Dairy Brothers Tribe cast. I, I know you heard Nick Wilson in the open, who voices the open for us, former 92.3 The Fan legend, uh, now in Charlotte. But uh, we will have a new name. Hit us up at Dairy Speaks and at TD Guardians KU. Did I get that right? Uh, yes, you did. I have to celebrate my two favorite teams. Looking forward to that big tilt tomorrow night at St. John's. Oh, that's right. That's right. FS1. Man, I'm still tired from Tuesday's double overtime thriller at the uh, Carrier Air Conditioning Dome. That Ooh. was something, huh? That was, that was, uh, that was, might have been the worst defensive game by both <laughs> teams I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was ugly. All right, well, uh, That'll do it for the uh, Tribecast for an emergency lockout edition slash rip the team edition slash don't sign anybody edition. Maybe they'll listen to us. Maybe somebody in the front office is going, you know, Matt and Todd Derry, they know what they're talking about. We are sorry and we feel bad and we're going to do something fun. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, give us an interview with Ernie Clement. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they can't. Now, now, now. I mean, they're taking That's the pictures. Right. They took the pictures off the website. You so see that? <laughs> so petty. MLB players are just like, uh, you know, math. They look like uh, expressionless faces or whatever it is. But uh, I right, do. That'll do it for us. For the last uh, Dairy Brothers Tribecast. No Get us some names. We'll talk to you soon. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, 
We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show. <laughs> 